Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Holidaying alone by choice. Is it something that, that you do, that you enjoy, or maybe you're considering heading off on your own uh, for your next staycation? Ellen Fitzpatrick from her.ie is with me on the programme today because, Ellen, you are just back from your first solo travel experience. How was it? I am, yeah. It was amazing. Um, I went to New York and I have been, that was my, was my third time over there. Okay. So, it was an experience I'd had before a few times. I'd done the touristy things. So this time I wanted to go and do everything that I wanted to do that I didn't want to have to drag anyone else to. So I'm a big theatre fan and I wanted to go to a load of Broadway shows and thought it's unfair of me to drag my sister or drag my friends to something they don't want to do, which costs a lot of money. And just said, do you know what? I'll do it myself. I won't wait around for other people. I'll just do it myself. And how was it? It was great. It was amazing. So, like, I was meant to move over there just before the COVID pandemic in March 2020. Um, obviously, never got the chance, the chance to move to New York. So I wanted that kind of experience of somewhat living there for a week and experiencing neighbourhoods that I hadn't really seen before or properly delve into while I was there because I was doing other touristy things um, and kind of just experience what life would be like there on my own. And it was exactly what I imagined it would be. Is it a very different type of holiday? Yes, definitely. There are downsides to it, I find. Meaning, like, when you're in a queue for something and you're standing there on your own, and a lot of the times queues there are quite long, and you're kind of, you know, people watching and having a bit of fun, and you just want someone there with you to be like, oh my God, did you just hear what that person said? Or something like that, and chatting, and we're going out for meals on your own. When you kind of just want the company. See, that's the thing, Ellen, times, that's where you've lost me. Like, just going for dinner on my own now in New York, it would just, absolutely does yeah. not appeal to me. Couldn't do it. Now that, Maybe I that was, says more about me, but I just wouldn't enjoy I it. Never, now, mind you, I did live off those 99 cent or dollar fifty pizza slices, which was a lifesaver, because you, yeah. you can be on your own eating them. But I was nervous mostly about even certain bars that I wanted to go to, but feeling awkward about sitting there on my own. And it turned out to be absolutely fine because I just bit the bullet, did it. And there was a piano bar that I really wanted to go to that played kind of show tunes and ended up joining two girls, chatting to them for a while, went off on my own then. Another time did it, just talked to the bar staff and it was absolutely fine. I didn't feel awkward the minute I did it. It was more the build up in my mind that was the worst part. You see, the going out part, because a big part for me of going on holidays is experiencing, you know, the nightlife and going out and having the crack as well mm-hmm. when you're away. So, like, that that would absolutely, just totally deter me would be the fact that I'd feel I'd have no one to go out with. But you're saying it's well, not. That was, a th- that was a thing for me because one one night I did go out for a meal with my cousin. who She lived over there. So I did meet up with someone then. And then I had a friend who was working over there at the time. And I could just meet up with him. We went to a concert together and we went to a musical together as well. So I had someone for three nights, but that's only three nights of the week. But most of the time, because I had a show or a musical booked each night, I had something to do and I didn't feel like I was on my own. And then I would just go straight back to the hostel I was staying at and it was absolutely fine. Does does the night wrap up a little bit earlier? Uh, A lot earlier than my normal holidays, absolutely. But... You know, it's when you're on your own, you don't really mind too much. And I kind of would just go back, see what the American Netflix was like and 
<laughs> it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. Yeah, a bit more, a bit more chill. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's what I need, Ellen, <laughs> in my life. Is a, yeah. a, a little bit more calm and uh, calm and chill. But uh, yeah, I've got to be yeah, honest with you. Just different. yeah, I I need I need to be soulless. I need a I I need, I'm I'm here for the convincing today. I want to hear from people who like you, Ellen, have headed off by choice, and um, particularly though when people have you know maybe groups of friends or family or people that they can holiday with. But yet they decide, no, do you know what? I just prefer my own company. I want to go away on my own. 1800 453 106 is the number. We're also running a poll about this on Twitter today too, at Lunchtime Live NT, where we're asking you, would you solo travel? Andrea, we've another Andrea on the line here as well in Dublin. Um, You went on your first solo trip this year, Andrea. How was it? Hi, Andrea. Yeah, I did. It was great. It was fantastic. I went to Santorini for a week for myself in September. So it was brilliant. Yeah. Nice. What did you enjoy about it? Um, I think it was just having no agenda, no kids hanging out of me. I could do whatever I want. I just wanted to rest and relax. I have stage four cancer in my bones, so I just wanted a break. I wanted just to sit by the pool, um, get a drink if I wanted. I think I fell asleep a few times. So I kind of have to take naps during the daytime anyway. So for me, it was just perfect. The sun, the temperature was perfect. It was just literally just switching off, leaving everything, all the drama, everything, all the worries behind. Um, and just relaxing and just enjoying myself and doing whatever I wanted to do, being selfish, I suppose, or self-care, I suppose I should call it, not being selfish. Just <laughs> call, no, look, call looking it selfish. After, look, <laughs> just look at, looking after myself, nobody else. Yeah, and a lot to be said for that. Oh, absolutely. You know, I have two kids and... Um, divorce and it's not easy and the cancer diagnosis and everything I can find but you know yeah I have a lot to worry about um, I've other things as well you know a lot of personal stuff going on so for me it was just okay. literally getting on the plane going somewhere getting away from it all get away from the house everything leaving everything behind um, and I'd done my research I'd spoken to people um, and I went to a travel agent so they obviously do everything for you which I knew that was giving you just peace of mind you're picked up you're dropped off um, I ended up going to a kind of quieter part of the island, not the capital, and it was just, it was perfect, absolutely perfect. Yeah, you'd, you'd recommend it? Oh, absolutely, 100%. And I'd followed um, a young woman on Instagram who travels by herself, and she was giving tips and everything. I was like, and I, with everything I've been through, I'm like, I'm not waiting for anybody. Like the other girl saying, I'm not waiting for anybody. You know, and I have friends and family, but they're all busy with their own lives. And I was like, I'm, after this cancer diagnosis, I was like, I'm going to do whatever I want to do, and if I want to go away for a week, I people, I had a taxi driver say to me, I can get a laugh at this, a few weeks beforehand or a month beforehand, I was going to visit my sister in Germany and I was telling them I'm going to wait by myself. I said, well, if I saw you sitting in the bar by yourself in Greece, I think there's something wrong with you. And I'm like, oh, you know, there's not something wrong with me. I'm enjoying my own company perfectly well, I'm perfectly fine. I have no problem going for dinner by myself, having a drink by myself. And I was like, no, there's plenty of warmer women who are people they are travelling by themselves. And if you want to do your research, once you know it's safe, it's perfectly fine. Yeah, and you did feel I, I safe, did you? You did. Absolutely. Yeah. I didn't see it really late. Um, I was tired. I went to bed and watched my iPad and stuff. So that, that was fine for me. I had a few drinks in the bar. There was a lovely bar in the, in the hotel. I had a few drinks. Um, nobody really chatted to me, which is fine. I'm totally fine with my own company. It was fine. Um, but no, I'd definitely recommend it. Once you do your research and you know where you're going, um, pretty much... No, I definitely definitely do it again, and definitely recommend it. Good stuff. Listen, just before I, I, I let you go, Andrea, like you're, you mentioned you've you've a lot going on, so it was a it was a nice tonic for you. But you're uh, how 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 are you keeping anyway? Uh, yeah, up and down, Andrea. Um, I spoke to you before, and there was a breast cancer program on your your show before a couple okay. of years ago. Right, um, yes. So that I initially didn't know. I got a second diagnosis, and it's breast cancer that spreads my bones. And I had to have an emergency hip replacement, but it's not a curable type of cancer. It's only treatable, but. 
you know, it's up and down with the medication. I'm in a medically induced menopause as well, so I have his own challenges. And, you know, but I'm lucky. I count myself lucky, to be honest with you, Andrea. I mean, these things have been a wake-up call. That's why I went away by myself. I was like, yeah. why should I wait? I'm not waiting for anything. I can never know what's going to happen. None of us do what's around the corner. So just live your life as much as you can, you know, and do the things you want to do. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Well, listen, thanks a million, Andrea, for, for, for getting in touch. And uh, mind yourself, you know, I, I do. Um, you've Yeah, as you said, it's it's um, you're dead right. Just go and do it and, and enjoy it. And, and why not? Sheila's on the line as well. Um, Sheila, you've been travelling solo for years. Yes, I, I've been doing it for about 50 years. And what's your experience overall? Absolutely fantastic. Now, I do travel with, with a friend if somebody uh, wants to come, but often it doesn't suit. So I, I, I've always loved travelling. I love to experience new cultures and food and blah, blah, blah and all that. So I just go. Would you prefer going on your own now than going with people? Um, it depends on where I'm going. Um, like I, I, uh, I, I treated myself to a fabulous trip for my 60th birthday, and I did that on my own. I went to visit the gorillas in Rwanda, and I did that alone, and that was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that was great. I loved that. Does that does that make a difference, Ellen? You know, the, the, the maybe the place you're going to or the type of trip you're on, the fact that you had been to New York twice previous, does that does that change it like? Um well it was the other girl that was there twice. I've been to New York about a dozen times. Yeah, no, I was just asking Ellen <laughs> yeah. that actually yeah. is it like yeah. for, for yeah. you, Ellen, was the, did no, that No, it doesn't make an it no, I actually I prefer to go I love to go to new places. Um and I'm quite happy to go there on my own. I've been to some pretty um, out-of-the-way places, so you just have to be aware of your surroundings all the time. Make sure you're safe. But um, it's, it's, it's a wonderful way to travel. And the one thing that I love about traveling alone is that you meet wonderful people and you hear amazing stories from people that you wouldn't actually be talking to them if you yeah. were with a companion. So you make an effort to chat to other tourists or holidaymakers and, and locals as well? Well, not necessarily. They talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I talk to them. Yes, Why not? Do, of course. Yeah. yeah. Ellen, are you still with us there on the line? I was just interested, yeah, in whether, like, the fact that you had been to New York twice before, you were going back on your third visit, would it have been different if you were going for the first time somewhere else that was, you know, entirely new to you that you hadn't been to before? Absolutely. I think that would, that would kind of freak me out a little bit more, not knowing what I'm about to experience. Whereas New York was a safety net for me. And I said, if I'm going to do it once, or at least the first time, go somewhere I'm familiar with and somewhere that I can navigate and that I know someone's there if I need it, but still have that experience on my own. I think if it was to be somewhere completely new and I wouldn't be familiar, I'd just be a bit nervous. And because I'm quite hesitant to do these kind of things most of the time. Um, but whereas a city that I kind of am obsessed with anyway and just wanted to go back, I think it was it was complete mm. no-brainer I had to go. Yeah, well, there's probably a bit of comfort, I suppose, in going to somewhere that you know and that you've been to and, and you've mm-hmm. visited before. And as you said, you had some family there and, and friends as well. So there's a bit of a, a comfort blanket. Is there anywhere, Sheila, in particular that you'd recommend? Um, because I have a couple of texts in from people asking about, you know, just making the point that they're, they they want to travel on their own and they want to go on a solo holiday, but they're looking for recommendations. Where's a good place to start? Well, if they're not, used to being on their own for prolonged periods of time. 
the best thing to do is start with a city break for maybe three nights. And, you know, that way it's not too long. You get to see the sights. You can meet people if you want, you know. I mean, I frequently eat on my own out. doesn't bother me. I always go to the movies on my own because I hate anybody talking to me at the movies. But um, I would suggest a city break. Um, And there's loads of those available now. And Black Friday will have loads of sales. And see how that goes. And then, depending on what their interests are, um, like I often go skiing on my own because I like it. And then I meet people skiing and that's Mm. fine too. Um, so depending on what their interests are, um, maybe a walking. Activity breaks are great to meet people because yeah. even though you're going on your own, you meet people because you're in a group then. You know, if you, um, you can book into walking trips in various places or bike trips or, you know, kayaking trips So start trips with the city break and then maybe introduce the, the activity exactly. into it as well. This listener says, my mum is a widow, she's 75 and she's decided to head to Bordeaux for a couple of days on her own. She loved the freedom to do what she wanted rather than catering on everybody else and having to look after everyone else. She said it was total bliss. She's already planning her next trip. Fantastic. Did you find that, Ellen, just not having to? Because it is difficult when you go away with groups of friends sometimes. You know, you've always got you have the dominant figure, the one that wants to book everything. Uh, you've just got the other probably person then that just, you know, for a bit of peace <laughs> goes along with yeah. whatever everyone else wants, you know. Um, and then you've got yeah, the person see, who wants to do everything all the time. See, I'm the person that is going to boss everyone around. I book everything. I find everything to do. So if I can just do that for myself, I'm in bliss. I can force myself to do absolutely everything and I don't have to feel bad about making everyone else do what I want to do. Um and it was, it's kind of like a selfish thing to go on your own, where you're like, I can do what I want and not have to worry about what anyone else thinks. Yeah, not having to and keep... And that's, that's the best part keep, about it, especially yeah. if you are the booker of the group. Keep the peace. But, but I've been on a lot of trips with my friends and they are also just as fun, but usually they're very different holidays, as I mentioned. They're very different and they're just as fun, but it's nice to get away on your own and yeah. just... Do Who knows? Maybe maybe I'll try it sometime, Ellen. <laughs> I have to say, though, I, I just think I'd miss the crack too much and just been able to enjoy, you know, the moments with friends or with people uh, when you're there with them. But listen, I'm not going to knock it until I try it. Uh, Valerie has got in touch as well. She says, I travel on my own all the time. Nowhere fancy. Um, often gone to Lanzarote or staycation in Ireland. I've been doing it for 20 plus years and I absolutely love it. This texter, I prefer to holiday on my own because of the absolute freedom. In any case, I do meet many new people on holidays who often become friends I chat up in the bar the restaurant the shop staff um, who always look after me have gone to places like Rome, Malta they are among my top two favourites Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan brought to you by Avant Money weekdays at midday on News Talk How do you feel about holidaying alone by choice? We've been running a poll on this on our Twitter page at Lunchtime Live NT today. Over 46% of you have got in touch and say that you love it. You do it all the time and absolutely it is your top choice to holiday alone. Patrick is with us on the line in Donegal. Patrick, are you a fan of heading away abroad on your own? How are you? Hello, Andrea. How are you? Uh, I do do travel a lot alone. By choice? That's not to say... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, but it's not to say that I don't sometimes go on holiday with my partner and uh, family members. But very often, 
I'm retired now, so I have the time, so I can do it whenever I want to. And uh, by choice, I would go alone. Why, Patrick? Um, to be honest with you, you never really feel alone. Like people say, say to me, you know, do you not feel lonely or do you not mm. miss other people? Do you not miss your friends? But in actual fact, you'll always find people will co- come up to you and chat to you. If you're sitting, you know, at a bar or in a restaurant, um, and especially, like, I would travel a lot on a motorbike, and if they see a helmet or a bike gear or the bike outside, they'll come up and they'll just ask you, you know, where are you from? And, you know, chat will start. And uh, you might not make a friend, but you'll certainly make a friend for an hour or so. Mm. Is that all that you need and, <laughs> when you're away? Yeah, it is, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, I would be kind of inclined. I'm, I'm quite comfortable with my own company. And uh, so, but then when you do, if you do want to meet people, you can make the effort and you can meet them. But if you want to be completely by yourself, um, pick a lonely destination, head off and uh, and away you go, really. Yeah. Um, I, I started at a very young age. I was 22 when I first sort of embarked on solo travel. And you've um, kept it up. I, I've kept it up. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay. No. Yeah, no, Liz is with us on the line as well, Patrick. I was just going to bring Liz in there because, Liz, you like to travel alone too. I do, but I was a late starter to this game. I was 47. So what What made you decide to do holiday alone? I went, I just had to do something for me. I had spent so much of my life doing for others that I just felt I needed to do something. But I also needed to break through a massive fear of travelling on my own. Abandoning my kids, you know, the usual thing. No, go on ahead there, Liz. Yeah. So my first trip was to Corfu. And it was amazing because everything I feared didn't happen. And I was completely free to be myself. I could come and go as I pleased. I didn't have to accommodate anybody else. Mm. I just thoroughly enjoyed it. And then that whole thing of if you really wanted company, people were much more inclined to speak to you when you're on your own. They don't feel they're intruding. And so I was able to do that. So my next big trip would be, I call it post-diabetes. I was really anxious about that when I was heading out to India. And I was afraid of how I'd manage sugar levels and injections and stuff and things like that while I'd be there. So I had lots to challenge me because I got as far as Bombay and I didn't have a visa, so they sent me home. Right. (laughs) So when I got as far as Amsterdam, in Bombay they told me my luggage was in Amsterdam. So when I got to Amsterdam, they told me my luggage was in Bombay. And I couldn't get back to Ireland because there was a strike on with Aer Lingus. So I had to push through a million fears. But I remember sitting in Amsterdam because I went out for a meal and I was looking out the window and I was looking at all these couples and people passing by and I said, not one of them look happy. And I said, <laughs> I can tell me, I said, what am I thinking of? Like, you know, get on with it. Just thoroughly enjoy this. And I find that Whatever it is I'm anxious about, the moment I'm in, I can always handle and I will always 
work on that premise. That yeah. You'll always handle the moment you're in. And that's what I did on that trip. So that taught me a lot. That, yeah, absolutely. So I suppose a big part of it, and it's one of the things I noticed from the text coming in today as well, um, uh, uh, Liz and Patrick, is that for a lot of people, it's about, it's not having to suit everybody else. Because yeah. like, I would go away on a lot of group holidays with friends and, you know, th- there is a lot of compromise that comes with it because you're trying to suit a little bit of what everybody wants in the group and nobody wants to be the dictator that, you know, it's always mm. their way. So you, you try to find that a holiday. balance. Yeah, it's, keeping the peace a lot. Keeping the peace. And it's an extraordinary thing. But the other thing too is I found I wouldn't be the most confident traveller, but I'm better off on my own. If yeah. I go with another nervous traveller, I'm a nervous You're even more. What there. about you, Patrick? Do you find that? I do, yeah. Um, like, I mean, I do travel with other people from time to time with my family and so on. And But the thing is, we would all agree beforehand what we were going to do. There was never really any argument or rouse or anything. But I think when you're traveling by, your, by yourself, and I would know know this from being on the bike that you know every day you stay in a hotel which is just at the side of the road you don't book it or anything like that and the next day you just decide by looking at a map i'm going here or i'm going there and believe it or not if you make a mistake if your map reading isn't 100 percent, you make a mistake and you end up in a completely different mm. place. Well, that's no big deal either. Yeah, exactly. Sure, what about find... it? You're just there in your own. Yeah, exactly. Sinead Kennedy is a solo travel mentor and is with us on the line today. Sinead, I come into this conversation like having never travelled on my own and with no desire to um, either, I should say. But I mean, everybody's telling me I should at least give it a go. Hi, Andrea. How are you? Good. So, yeah, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty clear um, by some of the things that you've said that you're not interested in traveling solo. So, one of the things that you kept saying earlier was that you would be afraid that you might miss the crack. So, what I would say to <laughs> anyone who, right. who keeps, yeah, but you're not missing anything. You're creating everything. You have everything to gain. So, you know, you you go out there, you see the world, you've got new experiences, new cultures. You, you're not missing anything. You're just gaining everything. So I think there needs to be a shift in mindset there for you. <laughs> <laughs> and what about like, is this is the safety? I don't even know that the safety is my big deterrent. It's it's probably just, it's having the company of somebody there with you. But, but like there's 8 billion people on the planet. Like Patrick said, you know, <laughs> Surely it's really I'll find to someone alone. to talk to. <laughs> yeah, like, do, do you know? And I mean, you know, let, let's be honest. You, we all stand at the bus stop on our own. We all get on the bus on our own here in our own country. And we think nothing of it. Mm. So why is it suddenly a big deal when we go abroad? Like, it's, there's nothing different about it. And, you know, the world really is very small now with the internet. You know, if you're that worried, you can buy a SIM card when you go abroad. You can have access to Google Maps every second of every day. Yeah, You yeah. know, personally, I don't do that. But um, I know younger people kind of do that now. They're just much more tech. You know, they want to be switched on all the time. Personally, I don't. I'd throw the my phone the down phone the bottom away. of the bag yeah. and go, oh, okay. yeah, I just use it as a camera. I wouldn't have any interest. Ju- Julie is so. on the line too in Leitrim. Um, Julie, you too are a fan of solo travel. I most certainly am, Andrea, yes. And what what is it that you like about it? Uh, you can do what you want, when you want, how you want. Um, the other thing I like about it is that people can accommodate one person. So if there's a tour, if there's a boat trip, you can get on that. 
you don't necessarily have to queue, which is terrible mm. to say, but it's easier to accommodate one than it is to accommodate a group or a family. Is it not an awful lot more expensive, Julie? It is, but I always say that's independence money. Independence money. Is, is that a deterrent, Sinead, for people? Like, is it, is it more cost prohibitive? No, not at all. And actually, I'm heading off now to Thailand and Laos um, for three weeks in December. And because the last two years things haven't gone so well, I'm really having to do it on a shoestring. And it's working out really cheap. Like, I've booked a place for four nights and it's coming in at €24 Euros for the four nights. So, you know, you really, really can cut back. Um, personally, I'm going to cut back on accommodations so that I can have money for experiences. So like Julie said there, you know, it is much easier mm. to get on a boat tour as one person. Um, they'll always do last minutes. They might even do you a deal if you just say, oh, go on, slip us on. You know, you'd be sort of, you know, I would always yeah. kind of ask the discount, you know, the last minute, you know, just say, listen, I'll give you some cash. Yeah, well, and uh, they'll do it. <laughs> well, like I can tell you, the, the the vast majority of the people who took part in our, fo- our poll today, as I mentioned, over forty six percent of those absolutely love it, do it all the time. Um, the remaining thirty would love to travel alone, but haven't yet. And then the rest are a combination of too lonely and uh, too afraid. Where I sat from the start of this <laughs> discussion today, but uh, Sinead Kennedy, Liz, Patrick, and um, also as well, uh, thanks a million for getting in touch with us here, sharing your views with us. On the program. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.